Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. The following podcast is a Vasilis Scarlia's production. Hello, everyone. I'm Saloni. And I'm Vasilis. We run Change Makers a student-run initiative that aims to empower, educate, and connect Gen Zers interested in entrepreneurship. We interview teenagers with impactful projects and create resources to help you change the world. If they can do it, so can you. On this podcast, we discuss the logistics of creating different types of projects with Gen Zers who have already done it. We will leave our social media and website information in the description. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we will be speaking with entrepreneur, public speaker, and education activist, Naomi Porter. She has founded GSE Entrepreneurship and co-founded Today's Her Story, two initiatives aiming to make entrepreneurship more accessible. So, Naomi, you've been involved with entrepreneurship since a very young age. What small businesses did you start when you were younger, and what was that process like? Absolutely. So I started my first business when I was 11 years old called Spice It Up, which sells affordable and portable spice kits marketed to travelers, bloggers, and people who are just looking for affordable accommodations while also trying to be as environmentally friendly as possible. And then I started my next business when I was 13 called Bright Futures Tutoring and Academic Coaching. But of course, when you're creating something as generic as a tutoring service, you want to figure out what's going to make yours stand out. What's going to make yours unique? And so for me, it was offering affordability, accountability, and flexibility for all of our clients. We want all of our clients to know that they are so much more than just a paycheck walking in and out of the door. And we want them to know that they each have a bright future ahead, right? Which is where we got the name from. And so whether that just be as simple as checking in on them and saying, hey, how are the skills going as we practice or just staying a couple minutes late? All of our tutors know that that's the priority, customer communication. And so in terms of what I've learned from those two businesses is it taught me that developing a team in business is just as important as developing a team in real life and developing a team as entrepreneur. Because so often there's this misconception that entrepreneurs do everything by themselves, but that is so not true. And the most successful entrepreneurs, the one who are multi-billionaires, Fortune 500s, right? All those corporations and all those CEOs, they have help. And so we really need to value at a young age this idea of collaboration over competition, right? This we over me and mentality. And we really need to have these conversations and connect with like-minded individuals so that we can all be on this professional path of professional stability and personal dignity. And so that's really what entrepreneurship and my two businesses have really taught me this idea of collaboration, me over we mentality, and that we can all collaborate to move forward and to address the nations and our world's biggest global issues. This sounds amazing. So why did you choose to get engaged with entrepreneurship? Which fields do you like the most? Technology, media, e-commerce? 
Yeah. So I really decided to become an entrepreneur in the sixth grade because everyone was discovering their passions really at a young age. You know, people get involved in art and in music, sports, athletics, theater, all these things that kids have opportunities for really at a young age that like kindergarten to I'd say about fifth grade and everyone was figuring out their passions. And I was kind of left behind. I was left in the dark and I was like, oh my goodness, am I behind? What am I missing? Right. And then out came this opportunity in the sixth grade. It said there was in the paper, right? Doesn't that seem so old fashioned? Whereas now we get all these notifications on email and all those things, but there was a notification and that was in the email. It was in the newspaper, you know, that was mailed to my house. And it said young entrepreneurs Academy for grades six to 12. And so me being a sixth grader, I was like, let's go for this. So I was interviewed, I applied, and I was selected for this year long program that really walks you through the ins and outs of entrepreneurship. But their entrepreneurship was really about, you know, making a product or making a service. And then I wanted to take it one step further. When I created entrepreneurship, you can do it too, because I realized that entrepreneurial education really isn't a widespread idea. And in our education system, we train young minds to think of one specific answer. But when you get into the real world, problem solving, critical thinking, innovation, all of those are skills that you need in our modern society. But in our education system, really, it comes down to getting one correct answer, right? In a multiple choice test, either A, B, C, or D. In a math equation, there's only one correct answer, right? When you're studying for history, there's one correct date, one correct war, one correct leader. But in reality, this trains us to think of only one answer and to solve the world's biggest problems, climate change, racial inequalities, economic and injustices, we need to develop an entrepreneurial mindset. And so my advocacy and my activism really was brought to life when I was having these conversations with people who were interested in entrepreneurship, interested in change making, but you have no clue on how to get started. And so as a self-educated entrepreneur, I knew that I could help and I knew I could make a difference. And so that's really the area of entrepreneurship that I'm most passionate about. Entrepreneurship, change making and education. Your experience sounds so exciting and you have mentioned some great you know, subjects about the activism and this climate change. And it's great that we can help people to go through these problems through the entrepreneurship. So tell us more about your experience starting GSE Entrepreneurs and co-founding today's story. Yeah, absolutely. So I started Entrepreneurship, also known as Global Student Entrepreneurs, GS Entrepreneurs, as you mentioned. And so it's called Entrepreneurship, right? You can do it too is our tagline because we really want to debunk this myth that entrepreneurship is reserved for adults who have access to venture capital and fancy degrees, MBAs, go to Harvard Law, all these things, because it takes courage for youth to see themselves as entrepreneurs. And it's very intimidating to go into a room of successful tribillionaires who are telling you, you know, this is how I made my money. You can do it too, you know, because that is so 
hard because they've already made it. They're at the pinnacle of success. They're Fortune 500 CEOs and they've done it and now they want to give back. But entrepreneurship really is a youth-led organization because when you have youth and you have these conversations with youth and like-minded individuals, it's a lot better and it's more authentic and it's a better conversation because we're in it together. It's not someone telling you what to do. And that's the beauty and the magic essentially of entrepreneurship because it's kind of like a choose your own adventure in the sense of no one's telling you you have to solve this math equation. No one's telling you you have to do any which way specifically. And since entrepreneurship is so new, you can really figure out what you care about and go with it and run with your idea. So in terms of your question of how it's been starting entrepreneurship, I started entrepreneurship in 2019 back when, you know, you could still do workshops and events in person and startup funding competitions in person. But actually with the pandemic has been a huge opportunity for me to connect with like-minded individuals from really a global and national audience that I wouldn't have been able to do if Zoom didn't exist, right? We wouldn't be having this conversation right now. And so really the pandemic gave me an opportunity to really expand my reach. And so instead of just partnering with local organizations, you know, just in Los Angeles, just in California, within a 10 to 20 mile radius, I was able to partner with people from 100 miles, 200 miles, 2000 miles away, even on the other side of the globe in India and Australia and all because entrepreneurship is universal. And so our organization has really partnered with, about, I think about by the time this airs, about 30 organizations to provide these courses and to tackle the world's biggest issues. And I just look forward to see where entrepreneurship can really grow and just continue to adapt and innovate because that's what entrepreneurs do. You know, we weren't prepared for this pandemic. Nobody was, but that's the greatest opportunity for entrepreneurial minds to go, well, how can I deal with the hand that I've been dealt and do so in a way that has grace and still is providing these communities and attractive, innovative, and with a payoff. And so I'm just excited to see where entrepreneurship goes in the future and in 2021. Yeah, wow, that's so inspiring. It makes me so happy to see other people who have a mission that aligns with ours. So that brings me to my next question. How did you transition from being an entrepreneur to starting your own initiative that spreads entrepreneurship education? Yeah, that's a great question. And so really a lot of the skills that I learned, as I previously mentioned, through Spice It Up and through Bright Futures really equipped me with the skills that I needed to kind of make a social organization. But each of the things that I learned in my three sort of movements have really been different because it's a product, which is what Spice It Up is, right? Which is a whole other side. You know, there's a lot of marketing that goes involved in selling and product price pointing. And then there's a service, which is a lot of social like aspects. And it's a lot of, you know, always changing your rates and figuring out different platforms to use and requires a lot more of marketing because that's how you get your clients, right? And then there's this completely other side of entrepreneurship, which is social entrepreneurship, which is about, you know, sending emails, figuring out really marketing is key key, but not necessarily marketing in the point of, you know, you have to have the best graphics. You have to pay these graphic designers millions of dollars. Marketing in the sense of knowing what your mission is and figuring out how the rest falls into place. And so for anyone who's looking to start kind of a social movement and take their passions and turn them into purpose, you really need to figure out what your core, like, 
mission is because without that, everything just falls into place. And so for me, I knew my mission was to educate other youth and to have these conversations with other people, with like-minded individuals. And so I didn't know if that was going to be through podcasts, through workshops. I don't know if it was going to be in person, but once you have that core mission, everything else, like I said, just falls into place. And so it was a little bit easy for me to do that transition because with the internet and with this 2020 changing world, or I guess it's 2021 now, right? I'm so used to saying 2020, but with this 2021, you know, everything is so changing so rapidly. We have to rely on technology. There's so many other ways to connect with people. You know, there's all these different organizations and there's virtual meetings. There are so many ways ways to connect with people. And once you have that core mission, there's so many different avenues and there's so many different lanes to a movement that you really can access and utilize. So we're going to have a little break and we will come back to you shortly. Hi, fellow true crime fans. Let us introduce ourselves. We are Teen Girls Investigate Crime podcast, also known as TGIC. I'm your host and editor, Izzy. And I'm your other host and social media manager, Jillian. We create and publish episodes once a week. We cover all kinds of true crime cases. Infamous to the less talked about, murders to missing persons, solved to unsolved, you are sure to fall down the rabbit hole that is true crime. Follow us on Instagram at tgic.podcast and listen to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You've mentioned that entrepreneurship is something universal. So what advice do you have for young aspiring entrepreneurs? My advice would be to first figure out your passion, because if you're not passionate about something, people will see that. But more importantly, you will see that in yourself. And if you're passionate, if you care about something, you're willing to fight to make it succeed. And when you're passionate about it, people can hear it in your voice. You know, I could not very easily talk about sports with this much enthusiasm. You know, like I'm all for sports and, you know, all the collaboration that goes along with it. I will definitely be eating, you know, nachos at the Super Bowl, but I will not have this kind of Naomi Porter voice where I can, you know, talk tackle plays or anything like that. And that's totally okay. And I embrace that. That's who I am. But in terms of entrepreneurship, you know, I get excited just talking with other people like you. And when you hear that animation in people's voices, when you see it with their body language, you go, yes. I want to invest in you. I want to invest in your idea. And whether that be as simple as, you know, just getting advice from a mentor, whether that be as simple as a follow on Instagram, a connection in LinkedIn, or even an opportunity in the future, you know, when people think, oh, you know, I want someone to talk about climate activism. I want someone to talk about community. You want them to think you because you've branded yourself as this passionate person with one core mission, with one core idea. So that way, when people have these opportunities, they go, I want to invest in you because I remember your passion and let's work together and let's collaborate. So before you even create a business, create a social enterprise, something of economic and value, think about why you're doing it and really make sure that that is the reason you're doing it, not the other way around. And so definitely finding your mission by getting involved with other organizations is the best advice I would give to aspiring entrepreneurs. So how do you feel about collaboration in a competitive business environment? Do you like to work alone or to be on a team? What makes a good team in the end? 
Oh, that's a huge question. And really, I mean, we could do an entire hour and a half long podcast on just that. But of course, we only have a, a limited time here. But to just to summarize, like, I definitely value this idea of I've mentioned previously, you know, collaboration over competition. And I think that that really translates, not just in the workplace, and not just in the business field, but also in your daily life. Because if you as an entrepreneur look at someone else who is doing something amazing and you are jealous, you are hating on them, you're like, oh, I wish I could be them, you know, kind of this imposter syndrome that I think affects so many Gen Zers and you act on those feelings and those impulses, that is not a making a productive society. And so often, you know, you look at other people and you go, oh my goodness, they're doing amazing things. I wish I was as amazing as them, or I wish I was doing that, what they were doing. And it tends to kind of clout your mindset, but instead look at someone, look at what they're doing and comment on their posts. Say, you keep going, keep doing that amazing thing and figure out how you can work together because there really is an intersection between everyone's passions. Everyone's passions can unite in some way. I mean, that's how we have this growing society with rapid expansion of all these social movements and businesses, enterprises with these youth and with Generation Z, because we all have different passions, but somehow they intersect to create this world of conversation, to create this world of openness. And so I think that collaboration is everything completely to your point is like, We need to collaborate because we need to make sure that we have this collective future where nobody is left behind. And the only way to do that is to view someone as a future partner rather as viewing them as someone who is prey, someone who is your competition to get whatever that next big thing is, because that's the only way that we can address the world's biggest issues. Yeah, it seems like you've been doing a lot in this space. And we want to know, what are your hobbies and passions outside of entrepreneurship? Do you have any time management strategies that you use to find balance? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. So my hobbies are definitely Girl Scouting. I love volunteering. I love just, you know, interacting with other people. I um, go to a church, which I love. My religion is a huge part of my life and my faith. Um, when COVID didn't exist, we used to go down to Mexico and I just love volunteering and building houses and doing hands-on things and just having conversations with people. In terms of the other part of your question, which is, you know, time management skills, I think it's important to know what to prioritize because with every yes, it comes a no. And so ever the more that you say yes to people, which is not a bad thing, you know, the more you say yes, like, oh, I can do that. I can speak at this event. The more it means no to other things. And so you really have to prioritize and value what you need to spend your time on. And so for me, I manage, you know, being a full-time student, taking AP and honors classes, and also this life of mine that I love. You know, I love talking with people. I get so much joy from meeting two amazing young changemakers like yourself. And I have to do that on the weekends. You know, I'd love to do this full time. I think my my voice couldn't handle it for sure. But I would love to have these conversations full time and just meet other people. But I can't. And so I really rely on utilizing my weekends. And I have to, you know, do all my homework and all my extra like school activities during the school week. So that way I can have time to prioritize things that truly give me life that I can imagine myself doing in the future. Wow, that's amazing. So We are all wondering, what does the future look like for your current projects and what does it look like for you? 
Oh, that's a great question. So in terms of my projects, entrepreneurship really is my life. Um, and so my goal is to host, hopefully, a lot of conferences and have startup funding. So right now I'm in the process of applying for a lot of grants to get money um, to really host these big conferences with like, I want to reach thousands and thousands of youth who are interested in businesses and interested in change making and actually host workshops, but conferences bigger than just one time workshop. I want to host huge conferences, which have money for startup funding. So that way students who have ideas can actually put money to their ideas and to their endeavors. And so that's kind of where I hope to see entrepreneurship go in the next couple of years. And hopefully when things can be in person, we can do, you know, a huge conference and invite hundreds and hundreds of youth to really participate and do like think tank sessions. And then in terms of me professionally, I want to go into education. I want to become a teacher and hopefully become a superintendent, become a principal and go into more of the administrative field in terms of education, because I love youth and I love working with kids. I love working with people similar to myself and what better way than educating our future generations and doing so on like a policy making level. So my dream would be to double major in like social policy, business and some form of entrepreneurship um, and an education. So that way I can really go in on an education administrative level so that way I can make kind of this lasting change that I've been talking about, which combines my two passions of education and entrepreneurship. That is all we have for today's episode. Of course. Thank you all so much for having me. I've just loved having this conversation with you guys. And I can't wait to see where you both go in the future and how this organization just continues to grow and just continues the mission of entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial education, which is something that our generation really needs. So I thank you for all the amazing things that you guys continue to do for our generation. As always, we will leave Naomi's social media handles down below. Stay tuned for our next episode with Jack Oz, the founder of Thread Media. Thanks for all of your support and keep changing the world, guys! We hope you guys enjoyed our conversation. We had such a great time. Make sure you leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at changemaker.c to keep up with all of our new content. We also have a Facebook page called Changemaker Z, but you'll need to look that one because I honestly don't even know how Facebook works. <laughs>